Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back for another Gambit podcast. We are here at the start of 3v3. Don't click those join buttons yet. Um, oh, and Prime Force, welcome, and thank you for the rate of one. It's always appreciated. <laughs> Maybe we uh, will get Gar Saxon some love uh, <laughs> during the podcast. Maybe we probably not. won't. Yeah, we probably <laughs> won't. Uh, so, <laughs> guys, I am SoloBase15. I am here with my good friend, Zareth. Um, Zareth, how are you tonight? Good. I return to you now at the turn of the tide. <laughs> I've, oh. I've always wanted to say that. That wasn't really quite the right place to say it, but <laughs> I feel like it occurred to me to say it. I should just pull the trigger. So, Go with your gut, man. Go with your gut. Mm. All right, I usually guys. do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we have a lot and a little to talk about tonight. There was no Grand Arena last week, so we have nothing to talk about that's happened in the past week when it comes to Grand Arena. We had a really good uh, special on Friday night for those of you that saw or listened to it. Uh, it was with all of the GAC guys, so it was me, Zareth, then we had Kleso, Endall, and Ando on. We talked a lot of 3v3 until my computer decided to just say, nope, you're done. Uh, but we did have that special going on, so check it out if you haven't already. With that said, we're probably going to talk a little 3v3 tonight as well. And then we had a State of the Galaxy come out last week, so we have a lot to talk about when it comes to the new characters, because we really didn't get into them much on Friday. And then we have, um, there's one little extra paragraph at the end of that State of the Galaxy that deserves some attention. <laughs> Say we have a lot to talk to you about, a lot to talk about, about one specific topic. But if we're just being honest, I think we just have a lot to talk about, period. Yeah, I mean. That's generally, <laughs> it's always like, Really? We had nothing to talk about and we went two hours? That was madness. <laughs> and it was like all interesting conversation from my point, my, my perspective. So yeah. Right, right. It's amazing how much you can talk about this game. I know. I My mother-in-law the other day, she's, she, she's totally oblivious that I even do any of this at all. And so she thought that, you know, my wife has a podcast and she, uh, my mother-in-law, you know, she thinks that, she thinks that, my wife is the only one in the family who does a podcast, like just totally, <laughs> you know, but it's like, it's like intentionally oblivious because, you know, it, like everyone else in, in the extended family on that side knows. So I don't know. It, it's just kind of this funny thing the other day. Cause um, we were, we were hanging out with her on the weekend and my like six-year-old was like, talking about my podcast is so much better or so much bigger than mommy's and you know it's so funny and, and my mother-in-law was like wait you have a podcast it was really awkward I'm like I've only been doing it for a year Janice but yeah yes <laughs> anyways <Damn> it, Janice uh <laughs> I know <laughs> perfect uh friends <laughs> reference there too huh but <laughs> Uh, all right, so why don't we get straight into the meat of this? Actually, before we get into this, let's talk about um, the GAC Fight Nights. Just do a little shameless self-promotion here. We have um, we have an excellent lineup coming up this month for 3v3. So as you guys can see, on Friday we have Clash here. Clash is 
always a good time. Uh, he's always trying to theorycraft something. So I think at the start of 3v3, he will be a good addition. The following week, we have Calvin Awesome, who was on the podcast last week. Calvin, um, what did what was he called? The Supreme Overlord of Division Two. Oh yeah, I called him my Division Overlord. It's yeah. just like you know, um, you know, it's like your your guild leader or your you know, like your your figure of a you know authority figure, like right. Calvin, yeah. Oh yeah, he's just my my D two overlord. Yes, yeah. he has one division two more times than I can count, and finished in the top ten even more times than I can count. So he, he for... casually gets into top ten. He's just like right. <laughs> he's like, damn it all! I got into only top ten this time. Like... <laughs> um, so for those of you with the smaller accounts, you will be able to see uh, a very good, very good. Top uh, Division Two player. Not that Jareth. Not that you're not obviously. Um, <laughs> oh, you're good. He's he's playing like the best opponents. I'm playing the the filthy casual, right? Uh, scum. So they're not scum. If any of my opponents hear this, uh, I don't actually think you're scum. But but you're not um, as good as uh, Calvin's opponents, or at least your roster isn't. So yeah, yeah. Calvin. So uh, and look at that. Operation Metaverse. Hey, Gum, how are you? Uh, thank you. Thank you for the raid. Always appreciated. Always good to see you here. Uh, all right. So the last two, as you can see, we have Kiawe on uh, November 20th. And then our good friend Kleso will join us on the 27th. So we're rounding out the month with Kleso. Hopefully, all three of us are going for a perfect season and we can do it on that stream. Um Hopefully, that's the goal at least. So, with that said, let's let's talk about the state of the galaxy. Yeah, dude, let's let's do it to it. Uh, this is gonna. There's some interesting stuff going on for sure. There is, and in fact, I want to start with the state of the galaxy on that last paragraph because once we start talking the kits and speculation, you know, it'll. That might take up the rest of the podcast. So let's start with this last paragraph. And is Clash going to stay awake this time? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a valid question. Nothing, no, nothing against him. Like I think he just. We all have those moments of just like you. You didn't set your alarm, or like you did. You slept through your alarm, and that's what happened with Clash. Like he didn't. He didn't just like decide to go to bed and just. Uh, you know, completely ignore us because he, he messaged me halfway through our time last time when he when he live streamed and he's like, oh, dude, I can't believe. And I was like, dude, just hop on with us. So we did. He was su super sleepy and groggy, but like he wanted to. We were like, well, we'll give him another chance. And a little behind the scenes here. Anytime Klesso is on, he takes a nap before the stream. And I every Friday I take a nap before the stream. So I can't. I cannot judge Clash because I might miss the stream one night. <laughs> might, might be a little more of a problem if I miss the stream, but I can't yeah. can't judge him for a nap. Um, <laughs> I think I could figure it out, but it would be a lot uglier for sure. <laughs> uh, all right. So here we go. State of the Galaxy, the last paragraph. Um, you know, they're talking about the growth of the game, and it has grown. For those of us that started at the beginning, I mean, they had 60 characters. Now they're over 240. Uh, 
Now, this paragraph that is crossed out is the interesting part. So the sentence goes, we've already mentioned some bigger changes coming to the economy, but we also have some announcements regarding changes to the galactic challenges. And the talk about the economy is crossed out and said, oops, coming soon. Um, so <laughs> let's speculate on what the changes to the in-game economy will be because i have my ideas uh zareth what what have you thought about it oh well okay so i guess i have a lot of thoughts just about the game the future of the game in general um you know like first off the game economy is always going to be shifting and changing uh they have a guy who right now who is just very he's very strict on it um he frankly he annoys me the the developer whenever he posts things uh, about the economy like in the q a's i'm always i always just like get this this very um i don't know scrooge like uh countenance like that you know that that's how i perceive him to be anyways <laughs> i'm just like he's just pinching pennies and trying he doesn't want us to have good things and i don't think he's probably really like that but that's that's always how it feels so um you know he's like the economy guy though and um you know other games i think make you feel like you're getting a lot more free stuff than this game does whether or not that's true i feel like like we played AFK Arena, I was always like, man, I have all this cool stuff, but I still want to spend actual money. So I'm not actually getting that much cool stuff. Um, so like the that could be all it is, is like they just want to make it feel like we're just getting a ton of free cool stuff while still incentivizing us to spend more money. Um, I also think that we're at the point right now in the game, like we're just like... They don't want to add more characters because they're, it's going to take so much time to balance them with all, like if they're a good, meaningful, like solid kit, then it's hard to balance it with, against all the other characters and the metas, uh, the meta that exists and everything. Um, I just, I just think that it, we're in a time of change right now. Like we're going to have, they're going to have to change something. And right now they just did new mods. Mods aren't going to move the needle. Like they don't even have it so we can use spend money to buy new, the, the new mod materials. Like that clearly something's up because mods don't have enough to like, they're not going to push us into being able to get max stars on light side territory battle or something. Uh, they don't even add enough GP to even be that significant. I, I just, we're primed for a new set of gear, a new set, set of relic levels, new player level, whatever. And with that always comes a new shop or something. So um, I, I don't know. It could be anything. Uh, I would be interested to hear. You sounds like you have more concrete ideas, Solo. I, well, so to me, it's interesting that it's in the same sentence as galactic challenges. Um, now, granted, they have the but, which could separate the two. I feel like I'm analyzing the Constitution here, um, where commas matter. But back when Galactic Challenges started, um, you know, my, my thought was that the reward sucked in that, you know, preseason because their idea was to give us some sort of currency that was going to open up a Galactic Challenges store, essentially. Like, that that was my theory back in August. Um, that's not what it ended up being, but I wonder if that's what's going to be the actual 
um, you know, that's actually going to develop. It just didn't come out right when they released Galactic Challenges. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've been... They, they they even had an icon for what the new currency looked like. Like, that's... Like, they spent... I, I know that when they do... When you do data mines, like, you know, you risk the chance of it just never happening and getting your hopes up, so to speak. But I think in this case, like, they developed enough stuff, like, I think that they just pushed the wait a little bit button for whatever reason. And, yeah. you know, like they're like, so right now, like they've been scrambling, trying, you know, that's why we have the, the current uh, cadence that we have for challenges. Like they, they'd initially marketed it as like endless content for us. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I, okay. So I spent 10 minutes on it and now I'm done for the week. You know, and, and they, they fed us our mod upgrades stuff. So now everyone's kind of satiated and fine with it. And, and I, you know, I am too, frankly. The fact is, though, I think that uh, I think that they, they had they had to do some uh, thinking on their feet. It's, it's like something happened in the background that we don't know about. And they had to change, you know, the new the currency stuff they had to. Um, they just had to change a lot of things. And so now they're going to roll it off, roll it out. I don't know, soon TM, but that's, that's how I see it. I think we could, we could already be swimming in this new currency and all the new economy stuff right, right this minute. If something vital hadn't happened behind the curtains, that that's my guess. Yeah. I, I do think that they actually listened to people when galactic challenges came out and They've kind of, you know, they were on Operation Metaverse. They were on the Galactic War Report. I mean, they've basically admitted to that as well. Um, which, depending on who you talk to, it, people still aren't that thrilled with Galactic Challenges. I am perfectly fine with them. Uh, as it is, I don't end up playing them until the third day anyway. <laughs> so, you know... Uh, I'm kind of glad that it's three days. I'm kind of glad that it's not an everyday thing. I would literally jump off uh, a cliff if I had to do those every day, plus everything else we have to do in game. Uh, with that said, I do agree with what you said about there, ne there needs to be an avenue to develop going forward. Um, they've been hesitant to give us Relic Level 8 which I'm not arguing with because of how expensive Relic Level 6 and 7 are, they're not, they're not going to increase the level cap. They're just, they're just not because increasing individual levels right now does nothing. So I can't picture they ever introduced the level cap. So it really is a question of what are they, what do they do next? I thought it would, when they announced the changes to the mods, I was gonna. I thought it was gonna be that, but then I saw that in practice, and it's it's a big change. I mean, I've already seen people's fastest speed sets speeding up, including mine. Um, so it's a big change, but it's not the roster is evolving type of change, and. You know, we've talked, we really haven't talked about much before, but you and I talked offline one, probably about a week or two ago. And when we finish the requirements for Sith Eternal Emperor, 
we're both going to be over a hundred or a hundred G 13s. Um, yeah. We need, we, and now granted we're, you know, a much different status than a lot of other people in the game, but that means all the big whales and all the Krakens, I mean, they're getting close to full rosters of G 13. So there. Yeah. Yeah. Like you see people with like a hundred relic sevens. Right. Kind of thing, Uh, you know, and more than that even, Uh Mm -hmm. but uh, okay, so so here's here's a thing that I've I've been thinking about a lot lately because I've been playing the you know I have my new player account um, and I'm not doing the hyperdrive bundle and even if I did hyperdrive bundle doesn't catch you up enough like if if a new player wanted to play a game this game or like a, a like a kraken let's say a guy who's like I'll I'll spend ten thousand bucks I don't care for, so I can get the best roster. If he does that, like with 10,000 bucks, you don't even get to our level at all. Like you don't even really get that close, frankly. Um, and may, maybe you do. Like you, you can't have the Zetas though. You have to, you'd have to buy an account essentially. And that, you know, I guess against the terms of service, et cetera, you know. And so like, I, I don't care about people buying accounts and selling accounts personally. That's their business. Um, I guess my my thought is though, if the terms of service say you shouldn't do it, then the intent of CG isn't for a new player to enter the game by buying a new account. Like, I just keep wondering, you know, we got we got Jedi Master Luke kind of easy because we already had all the characters farmed and everything because we've been playing for four or five years. What about the people who? What about the people who haven't uh, been playing that long? Like it's really hard to catch up. My alt is still super far from what my main is. And I've been playing that alt for, you know, pretty hard for a while. I just, I wonder what kind of catch up mechanics they they're going to use. Like they need to do something. Yeah. And so the interviews that they released on Friday, both the operation metaverse, you know, mini version where they edited it down and then the full galactic war report, it sounds like they have new players in mind with whatever's coming in the future. I have no clue what's going to come in the future, but it does sound like they want, um, they want something better for new players. Like the, the brand new player is never going to catch up to the five-year player or not, not, you know, quickly, but the brand new player should be able to catch up to the two-year player and the two-year player should be able to catch up to the four-year player just if you want the game to survive. <laughs> um, because what, what happens if they can't is, you know, the two-year player is sitting here. CG has to release new content. That new content has to be available or, you know, challenging for the five-year player. Otherwise, you're going to chase away the five-year players because no new content's coming. But... At the same time, this two-year player is like, well, I'm never going to see that, so I can't interact with that new content. And it, it, it creates this divide that you don't want in a game. You don't want a divide where half your player base can't play the new content or half your player base is bored of the new content. I think that's part of the problems that led to the current Galactic Challenges of tiers one through four. You know, you can do whatever you want in because they wanted the new players to be able to get good rewards, but they also couldn't make the rewards too good because 
people like you or me that have been playing for four to five years can just auto that um, first four tiers. So they need a way for that two-year player to catch up to at least the three and the four-year player faster than two years <laughs> to get there. You know, it, it just, the health of the game kind of demands it. I think they do recognize that. Right. Well, I, I, and I'm encouraged, frankly. I mean, all the, all the random like clickbait uh, stuff by the bigger YouTubers aside, you know, about, you know, I feel encouraged or I don't feel encouraged or whatever. I, I think that the game, the fact that it's a huge vote of confidence, in my opinion, that they created a whole new position just to have people, someone to talk to and engage with the community. Like, you know, we talked about it a little bit in the past, but I don't need to talk about it more. But I think, I think that they're starting to really look at this game as like, how can we keep it going for a long time? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think this has the potential to be a 10-year game. Now, whether that's not a guarantee that it's going to last 10 years, but I think the potential is there if they can actually figure out a way to bring those new people up faster, because that's, that's what you have to do. I mean, <clears throat> there is no reason that somebody should be stuck farming uh, just to pick two random characters that you need on a hard node for four months that they're never going to want. Um, and it takes, and it will, it'll take them, you know, four months. There's, there's no reason for these characters that don't get used to still be on hard nodes. Um, they need, whether it be a store or change up the cantina because the cantina is kind of easier to farm character they need a way to get those older characters into newer accounts faster you can still leave the piets and the chupios and the resistance hero brothers um still make them hard to farm that's fine but for the new players the older characters need to hit their accounts faster and the hyperdrive bundle started that but that's a start it's not it's not the finish. Yeah, it's been a really interesting thing because what, what they've done in the past, and I, I I don't know how I feel about it. Like they've made it so that the Rancor raid is frankly has better drops than the, the tank raid. Like they've totally <laughs> devalued the tank. I, I care yeah. almost nothing about the tank and, and its rewards. Um, uh, you know, other other games like have these catch up mechanics of like, I know that I, I keep talking about... Uh, I keep talking about these, um, about Clash of Clans and it's like, I actually liked it or something, but um, you know, like they, they had a thing where, you know, every, however long, whenever they balanced it, rebalanced it, they made the buildings that you have to build in that game. Uh, Cause it's a base building game. Uh, they made them cheaper as you could continue. So it's like, if you started at you, if you started like two or three or four years into the game, getting the top, uh, getting, getting to the, you know, the upgrades at that, at a certain level is going to be significantly easier and cheaper than uh, it, people had to do at the very start. And it's like, they didn't really do that in this game. Like they've just continued to make it more and more ridiculously expensive. Like it, it's like Carbanti still costs the same number of crystals, which co still costs the same number of dollars to buy. 
and Carbenti are still like you and I were just talking about it for Sith Eternal Emperor. You have enough stun guns right now to get Sith Eternal Emperor, like all the characters leveled up for it. You don't have enough Carbenti. You're short 250 salvage. And that's like, yeah. that's a basic piece of gear. Like they, yeah. What they've done with the economy is very interesting. And then they've just kept continued to add relic levels and gear levels. And it's like, it used to cost, you know, a hundred dollars or something. I'm just making that up, but to get someone to the max level. And now like it costs a lot of money. It costs a lot. If you just want to pay crystals to get a character from level, uh, you know, from gear one all the way to relic seven, it costs hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does. Um, especially the characters like say Shakti or now I don't, uh, uh, Mon Mothma, where they just require like 400 Kyrotex at starting at gear eight. Um, you know, <laughs> I, it's, uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I'm hoping that what happens is two years from now, we're sitting on this podcast and we say, man, you know, 2020, everybody complained, but it actually set the stage for, you know, the second era of Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Um, you know, they, they built, they did whatever they did behind the scenes that took the entire first half of the year if they can make an announcement in November or December that changes the economy in the way that it helps the new people come in, but also helps the older accounts. Um, I, I mean, that would be like the ultimate, Hey, here's, here's lifeblood into this game. It's not oceans of content, but it's oceans of security. Like go forth people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the future. We, you know, we could talk about this forever. I, I just, you know, I do think that they kind of mismanage the economy a little bit. Um, you know, I try to defend them or, you know, at least speak out against people who are being ridiculous about, uh, about them, uh, you know, and I, I do try to, when I see something that is a little off, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to just not say it. I, I guess the, the way they've handled the economy, I've been feeling, I've been feeling frustrated about it lately, just because like try it. If it, and this is, this is going to sound so ridiculous and almost irrational, but um, you know, so I've, I'm like, uh, I, in 3v3, I would really love to have the team uh, Mon Mothma, Cassian and K2SO. I, I would just really like that. It, it just appeals to me on a lot of different levels. Uh, you know, like they kill a lot of good teams for like some garbage characters. And so it's, it seems like it would bring me a lot of joy. And and so I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just spend, maybe I'll just spend a hundred bucks and get, get K2SO up. You know, he's gear, he's gear 11 plus four right now. And I realized pretty quickly that even if I just spent a hundred dollars on him on like this worthless otherwise otherwise worthless character except for in 3v3 I couldn't even get him to gear 13 <laughs> I I couldn't like I would need to spend at least two hundred dollars and he is like eight gear pieces away is all yeah. he is yeah and it still costs like I 
I don't know, like it, it just kind of crashed into me. I'm like, I can't even just like casually buy a character that's not even that good, but like is going to bring me joy. Like I can't even get him to this level. Like if I want to spend that much money, I need to target something that's actually like going to actually impact my account in a really significant way. And so I can't, I can't justify spending money on K2 just for fun. So I don't know. Yeah. I've been thinking about that lately and the answer is I'm not getting K2SO up. He's going to stay at gear 11. Yeah. Yeah. I, so that, that's basically what I've been talking about. Cause here's this old character that there's literally no incentive to actually gear. I mean, there's incentive in terms of that team could be good and it'd be great to bring this old character into usefulness with the new character that you just released. But from a standpoint of, God, I've got to farm the fourth galactic legend. At least this is in my mind. It's a little different from what you're saying. In my mind, it's, I have to farm the fourth galactic legend. I need to get him out of the way as fast as possible. Not because I actually want him, not because I actually care. It's just so I can start gearing up people that I want to gear up (laughs) that's such kind of a crappy feeling of you know uh, we you and I exchange a list of what we have left for uh Sith Eternal Emperor and it's like I have zero zero motivation to give Krennic Maul or Royal Guard their gear right now but I'm I'm here trying to rush the gear for them just so I can get them done and move on to the next thing that I actually want Except for even then, I'm not going to move on to the next thing I actually want. I have to gear up the Mando tunes because of what we're going to get into right. a little in a little bit. Which actually, this might be a good transition off this topic of there's a guaranteed legendary or some type of event coming in a couple of weeks with the Mando tunes. Um, they they all but said it. I mean, if I took one thing out of the Operation Metaverse uh, video on Friday afternoon. It was legendary coming, start saving crystals so I can start um, getting Quill and IG-11 in the store as soon as they become available. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'll probably wait till they hit shipments, but... Well, that's what I mean by saving the crystals. Like, the second that they come to... Uh, the shipments, hopefully I'll have enough crystals that I can start farming them because something's coming. Something's coming. Yeah, I'm not convinced it's for sure going to be a legendary. It might be. It, it easily could be. Um, it just seems seems so, sort of weird, like a, a little counter to what they've done in the past of like not, not necessarily re- releasing a legendary after like the Galactic Legends because we did get Luke uh we, we did get luke as kind of like a an off meta counter kind of characters just like we got padme when the, after they released malak and stuff um you know so we're due for that eventually it seems maybe a little early for that still but I, i'm good with it whenever they do decide to do it i guess i just um the other piece that and i mentioned this in our uh patrons chat was like i it depends on what kit legendary they're gonna even put out like so you know there's all these rumors in mandalorian about mando about having 
you know, Ahsoka in there uh, or whatever. And if it's Ahsoka and they want to give us a legendary for her, like she's pretty legendary. She's pretty awesome. But that's a huge, 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 huge spoiler if that actually turns out to be true. And they've been really careful about giving us spoilers, frankly. Um, you know, they, they waited all, they, they wait a long time for everyone to be able to have seen all of the content before they actually release it usually. And so, you know, like it's not gonna be a new character from Mandalorian. If they, if they decide to release uh, like Mando 2, like Beskar uh, Mando, instead of like the shabby like hobo Mando that we have currently. Um, and you know, it, that's not a spoiler because he was there at the end of the last season, but um, I don't know. It, we easily could get a legendary. I think it's also potentially like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping we don't have an epic confrontation where we have to spend GET1 because I have been undisciplined and I only have like 30K GET1, <laughs> so. I, I'm, that that number is not dropping below 70K for me, which still honestly isn't enough. I think what, you need 90K? Um, but it, it, they, so... I think the speculation on who it is is basically Beskar Mando or Beskar suit Mando or Moff Gideon because they basically said, uh, I, I think the exact line was, if you watch season one, you saw how the, star, how the story arc went and what it's leading up to. So whatever is going to happen in a couple months, it's, it's going to be a season one thing. Like it's not going to be Ahsoka. It's not going to be... Uh, Boba Fett without his armor. Uh, it's not going to be anything. It's it's going to be uh, a season one thing. Yeah, and if it is, that's fine. I'm dude. There could be so many cool things that they release in this game. I just hope as as the game progresses, I I just hope that they give us something that can let us. Uh, let us progress a little faster, at least up to a usable level. Because right now it's like, you know what would be cool? It, even just this. What if they like? What if they gave us uh, like gear twelve uh, at at like five stars? What if we could get a five star character, a four star character, and then we could get gear twelve on them? Like, yeah. even just that seems like that would be a pretty cool change. Um, yeah, it, well, it wouldn't necessarily be enough. <laughs> But it wouldn't. You and I cool. talked about this actually back before Hux came out. I think it was on the podcast, actually. And then Hux came out and they had that screw up and you could get Hux at three star to G12. And it was kind of like almost vindicating what we said <laughs> or what we talked about. And then nothing else. Nobody else came like that because it was very clearly a screw up. But if you want to get me excited about using characters, like back in the day, I used Darth Nihilus at three-star gear 11 and loved him. He was in my arena team. I had no problem with him in the arena team. Like, it was great. I can't have a gear 11 in my arena team anymore. Like, it, it's just, yeah. it, it's not possible. But I can sort of make room for a gear 12 so if you let me get to gear 12 earlier man start letting me use these characters earlier like right now these gear 11s i can't even use them in grand arena i can't use that part of the roster 
like, let me play with the toy <laughs> that you've given me. Uh, I'm willing to put the gear on it. I'm willing to put the resources into it. Just let me play with the toy that you've given me. Right. It just seems it's like you unlock it and it's like, yay, we got a character for free, but we can't actually use it. So why did we even get a character for free? Right. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways, anyway. we, we've been doing a lot of whining. Why don't we talk about these new interesting kits? Let's talk about the quit, the quit, uh, the quills <laughs> and the kits. Uh, all right. So here we go. Let's start with quill. Um, he is a light side support character. He's got the scoundrel tag. That is it for his tag. So he doesn't have a lot of tags, but scoundrel kind of works with a huge thing. But the synergy they give him is with droids. And this, you know, this is what makes this kit so interesting to me. Um, so his basic is he inflicts burning, which, all right, m- multiple light side characters inflict burning. Then his special, his first special, he does special damage to target. He stuns them. He inflicts speeds down and he inflicts shock. Now, this is what's interesting to me because if the target, uh, he's the only light side character that inflicts shock, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. And so his special has that if the target already had shock, inflict shock for three turns on the lowest health enemy. Um, so it, it's just interesting that in his kit is built if somebody else already had shock. Um, because he's the only person that can apply shock at the moment. So do we see something that comes down the line that lets him apply shock <laughs> elsewise? Um, or lets other people apply shock on the light side? Or is this an echo thing where they talk about uh, crit, uh-huh. uh, what is it, crit damage up and the team ended up not having any of it? Uh, now, Everybody said if Quill comes to the game, we need an ability called I Have Spoken, and we have gotten that ability. Uh, So all allies recover health and protection equal to 20% to his max health and protection. Scoundrel allies will gain 25% turn meter, and scoundrel and light side droid allies, and the key there is light side, will gain mechanic savvy for two turns, which can't be copied. Now, for droids, that means 40% offense. Um, and if they have the buff when they're defeated, they are revived for 80% of their max health and protection. I think the key word there is revived. Uh, this is not a... Uh, it's not a five sacrifice type thing where they die or they don't die this is an actual revive so i assume it can be stopped and uh for scoundrels mechanic savvy is 20 percent crit chance 40 percent crit damage and defense penetration now uh he has one unique this is his zeta it's at the start of the battle other scoundrel and droid allies gain 40 percent of his max health offense and potency and until the first time he's defeated, those allies gain 40% of his max protection. And then Quill and Droid allies recover 20% protection when an enemy is inflicted with shock. Um, and then there's synergy in there with IG-11, including uh, extra health steal, extra potency, and 
wheel can't be critically hit or stunned whenever IG-11 is critically hit. Um, or And whenever IG-11 is critically hit, he recovers 20% protection. So now that we've gone all through all that, what's your first impressions of this kit? I don't know. He looks, he looks a little a little bit like uh watt i mean I he's not exactly like that but like he gives i don't know it, or, or he's really following the same vein as a lot of the character releases that we've been getting lately of like he's like a second leadership character he's like a second leader in whatever team he's on so you know he, he's giving all these droids all these buffs the scoundrels the buffs the you know all these different people buffs and you know, he's clearly a utility character. I, I bet that his basic is going to be about, it's going to be like Barris-esque. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I think he's going to be relevant in some way. I don't know what yet, though. I know that people are all saying, like, you need to put him with IG-11 and, and you know, those two with Ray, and it's going to stop all the Vader counters. And I somehow doubt that's going to actually be the truth, but maybe it's true. I, we'll see. Uh just like every other character that they release, we got to wait. We got to wait and see. I think there's some good... I, I like the characters that give boosts to their whole team, though, especially yeah. when they don't need to be the leader. And that's what he is. He he gives the right boosts. Like, he gives actual, uh, you know, relevant boosts. He gives droids offense, uh, which, you know, droids aren't that great right now anyways, but he gives... Um, he gives scoundrels the crit chance, the crit damage, like all this stuff. Like, he's, he may end up being legit. He also, we'll see. We'll see if he and IG-11 are the new, like, Zalbar and Mission. <laughs> they may be. You know, so I also thought that they can be added with Ray um, and stop many counters and be strong. But the most interesting part of this kit and the thing that I want to see played with is that he can't be critically hit or stunned. And whenever IG-11 is critically hit, he recovers 20% protection. I wonder if there's going to be a use for him on an anti-Supreme Leader Kylo team. Because he's going to be... He can't be critically hit, which means automatically Kylo is going to be losing... Um, uh, losing one ex one fifth of a charge every time he does an AOE or somebody on his team does an AOE, he can't be stunned by Kylo for those two turns, and he's healing whenever IG Eleven gains protection. Now I have no clue what team might get you there. Um, this okay. it's just you know the, the first <clears throat> it's just like the first things when you read a kit and you're like, all right, how can this kit be used? The first thing I thought of was, how can I use this against Supreme Leader Kylo? The answer is maybe it can't, but that's that was my first kind of reaction. Yeah, you know, and our chat's going nuts with people saying they've gone is like they're they're both gangster, <laughs> and people are saying they have good they have good theory crafting potential, and I think that is absolutely true. Uh, yeah. I think with him with him providing all these different bonuses and there being so many scoundrels and different characters that give these kind of bonuses. Like I guarantee there'll be at least one team that like clash comes out with. And I, and I <laughs> try to go all K2SO on them, you know, and <laughs> like I, you know, a nice end up 
end up doing something ill-advised instead of working on something I should be working on. But, um, you know, uh, whether or not they're going to end up, uh, they won't be meta, I don't think, unless they go with some other, you know, future release character. But they, yeah. they are very interesting, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and Gom said it right there in chat. They're luxury characters, but they look like fun luxury characters uh, to have. So let's talk about IG-11 real quick and talk about his kit. So he has more tags. I'll be right back. All right. Um, so IG-11 is a scoundrel. He's a droid. He's a healer as well. Um, and so that healer part is interesting. They kind of talked about how there's not enough healers in the game. So let's give him a healer. Uh, the basic is fairly straightforward. It's deal physical damage to target and to the weakest enemy. And if all enemies are debuffed, uh, IG-11 recovers 20% protection. Then um, special one, his first special is deal physical damage to all target enemies and inflict tenacity down for two turns. Enemies with shock or damage over time are dealt physical damage a second time and IG-11 will taunt. Now, uh, third is the nurse droid protocol. Target ally recovers equal to, or health equal to 30% of his max health, and all other allies recover half that amount. And it, if IG-11 is taunting, he gains health steal up retribution for two turns, and droid and scoundrel allies will gain foresight. Uh, and then he has only one unique, and it's also his Zeta. And it's at the start of battle, he gains max protection equal to 20% of his max health. If Queel is an ally, IG-11 gains 40% instead and becomes an auto-taunter. That's, that's huge to have another auto-taunter. Um, whenever another scoundrel or droid ally attacks during an enemy turn, IG-11 will assist. And at the start of his turn, he dispels all debuffs from droid and scoundrel allies. And for each debuff dispelled this way, IG-11 inflicts a damage over time for two turns on a random enemy, which cannot be evaded. So he does a lot. But the interesting thing, and I can't wait to see his GP, is he has a basic, he has two specials, and he has a unique. That's only four abilities. One of them is a Zeta, but... I think it's going to be very possible that he and Queel never hit matchmaking GP for the people with higher GPs, even with the Zeta. Uh, <laughs> it's sad when you think about that, but I, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, <laughs> oh, might be able to sneak both of them in. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and the other thing that should be mentioned, and you can see it in the photo there. Actually, let me flip over the State of Galaxy. It's got a better picture. On IG-11, there is dear old Baby Yoda. The child is being protected and on his back. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, it's a good... This is a really intriguing kit. And this, even more than Quill, because Quill is like, okay, you can do the math on how much it's going to impact people. It, right. You know, like 40% of their offense, you know, like you can kind of get a rough estimate of what they're going to do. With IG-11, it's like he does his counters. Does he does he counter for no damage at all, basically? Does he, uh, 
you know, how tanky is he? Like he taunts, he auto taunts, all this stuff, like awesome. But if he's easy to kill, then that's, it's not that big of a deal. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. I One thing that jumped out to me immediately, though, was the AOE tenacity down. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, you know, I was like trying to, I was like, I got to work. I got to do, I got to get my work done. <laughs> uh, so I'm leaving you guys. You know, I was, we were in a chat with some other people and, and then I, I was like, I just have to say, I came back like a minute later. I was like, I just have to say like AOE tenacity down seems broken or seems OP. <laughs> and, and I don't know if it's OP exactly, but I yeah. mean, it, it's pretty fantastic in my opinion. It, it is. Um, so in this game, we have tanks that are actually attackers. And in this case, we have a healer that's actually a tank. And uh, Rampage mentioned it in chat. And I think they mentioned it on one of the interviews that they did. He actually has the highest base non-GL health level in the game. Uh, so you're going to easily be able to get him over you know, 120, 130, 140K health, which is extremely interesting to me. Uh, The other thing I noticed, because I have it stuck in my head that these two might be used for a Kylo counter, is he gives his allies foresight, which, as everyone knows, is Kylo's least best friend, um... So if you use that special that gives his his friends foresight before Supreme Leader Kylo uses his AoE, there's another uh, 20% of ultimate charge that Supreme Leader Kylo does not get. So who knows? We, we, uh, we'll see. I'll, I'll let Clash figure that out. When we have Clash on the stream on Friday night, <laughs> I will bring this up to him and say, Clash, go. Figure it out for me. And maybe yep. if anyone can, it, it will be Clash. It will. Um, yeah, it, man, it's going to be, so here, here's the, here's the other thing that, and we talked about this, I think our last podcast of, you know, we, we were pretty sure we were going to get IG 11 and Quill based off of uh, different things. But uh, my concern was I just didn't want them to take grief and Mando away from my bounty hunters. I didn't want to take Kara away from rebel uh, fighters you know, I, I didn't want them to make a, a super team. I wanted them to stay dispersed. And it looks like that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, like, happily, yeah. they're not, They it doesn't seem right now, like there's some loose synergy there. Like they're all scoundrels, I guess. But like, otherwise, I, I can't see a team where they're all just like really way, I, I can't imagine them all being way better together than just kind of like stashed in certain other squads and kind of as reinforcements. Uh, right. Yeah. This, this is at least the way it's set, set up right now. Uh, it, it is not going to be a team like a synergized team. Like these two will have synergy. Cara Dune might have synergy cause she's got that scoundrel tag. She's got the tank, the turn meter removal, um, and she is anti-Empire. Empire likes debuffs, so these two kind of go with protecting, uh, protecting from the debuffs. But I, I don't see Grief and uh, Mando coming on on this team. 
It, you're going to fill it out with two other scoundrels, basically. Yeah, I think so. I, I think these guys are just going to be plug and play is what they look like right now. Yeah. Or potentially as supports to a future release. Like in, in the same way that the hero bros are kind of almost like it, you can tell that the devs kind of designed them with Ray in mind. Like, it, you know, these guys might be designed with a future like legendary ish character. Uh, absolutely. Very well. Could be. Um, and hopefully they kind of are. <laughs> Because I would love to see them used on a Padme-ish type team to actually get to use the the actual team from Mandalorian kind of together. Yeah, we'll get an event to be able to do it. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, and then in a year, a year later, it'll be available to replay. So. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's probably enough with that. Let's just talk a little bit. Since since we we don't have um, the ability, actually no, we'll save that for podcast questions, which are next anyway. We should talk a little bit about three v three, just because we didn't really finish all of our discussions mm-hmm. on Friday. But most of the podcast questions are designed with three v three in mind for some strange reason. So why don't we <laughs> sure jump to the next section of this podcast, which is podcast questions, since we had no GA results to talk about last week. Um, All right, so (laughs) some of these. Uh, In your opinion, what are some better and maybe underutilized leaderships that became become more useful in 3v3? So when you're building 3v3, one of my original complaints, and this we're talking a year and a half ago now when the first one came out, is there just aren't that many good leaderships in the game. We've gotten more characters, not more teams added to the board, so that's a little less of a problem. But in your opinion, who who do you think you're going to end up seeing in 3v3 as a lead that doesn't necessarily get used in 5v5? Well, so <laughs> you'll like this one. Um, I think Asajj could probably potentially be a little more yeah. relevant. Um, I think, and I talked about this in the podcast the other day of like Dengar has a sneaky good. Uh, I mean, did I talk about it in the podcast? I, I definitely put a video out recently with uh, just talking about like Dengar has a pretty, pretty great leadership ability actually especially in 3v3 where uh the volume of attacks aren't necessarily there like dengar excuse me dengar makes it so that his whole team takes less damage um so he's great with nest he's great uh with other like timeout ish bounty hunters um like he's even great I've, i've seen a couple of teams that i'm like i don't think i'd have much trouble with that but maybe i would just lose hard like like if you put like Dengar with uh, with like um, Malik, that that could be obnoxious. Af, for instance, um, not saying it would be good or super effective, but like he just he reduces that the, that crit damage that that you can do, and it just makes that team way harder. Um, and I guess one other thought is uh, that make it, this makes me laugh as well. Um, people have been talking about using Chupio lead or like 3PO <laughs> lead with Chupio because Chupio is like his own lead kind of. Yeah. 
Yeah, but, I, I, I do um, expect to see that. Um, <laughs> I've thought about using that, quite frankly. Um, we, we will see, though. Uh, for me, the kind of leads that you're going to see Oh, look at this Yeti. Thank you for the raid. Uh, and all of your fine Yetiites. Um, so <laughs> sweet. One, <laughs> one lead that I think is, uh, really fantastic in three V three ends up being Poggle lead. You know, he gives that extra 30% offense. He doesn't really get used on the geo squad. So you're going to have him decently modded for uh, all of the TB stuff. So using him as a lead with say Droidica or Django is just, they hit hard again. It's not the best team, you know, people can beat it easily, but if Django gets off, if an R5 Django gets off his big hit <laughs> with a Pago lead, it is, quite scary to whatever team you have if you don't have a big enough character to absorb that hit. So I think Pago lead is great. Well. Uh, I think, uh, you know, God mentioned it in chat of Phasma lead. Phasma, you're really not going to use her as lead in 5v5 if unless you want to be troopered. I, I did see it a ton in 5v5, but I think in 3v3 she gains a little extra something. Um, I personally want to test out uh, Stormtrooper Han lead with uh, OG Han and Chewie. I think that they can add, or Stormtrooper Han's lead is going to add some fun stuff to there because it's going to be that threesome. Stormtrooper Han is going to get guard as if he wasn't already hard enough to kill. And more importantly, he's going to give an extra 40% defense to Han and Chewie, making Chewie much harder to kill. And if you get Chewie in the red, or you get anyone in the red, it's like, oh, hey, I'm going to hit 35% harder now and just take you out. So I, I think Stormtrooper Han lead is going to be a fun one for me. I hope so, man. Uh, that's that's one character that has uh, whose value has kind of diminished over time a little bit. Um, you know he he's been pretty key in certain counters and i feel like lately i've i just used him not much at all yeah i me too unfortunately but i am i fully plan on using him for this grand arena uh and then one other one it's really not underutilized I really, well, or it is really underutilized. I want to try a wedge lead. So everyone's talking about 3PO with, um, as a lead with 2PO and whoever else is the third. I really want to try, since I have an R3 wedge, <laughs> wedge 3PO and 2PO and just basically make him hit so hard. Uh, I do that does unfortunately take a remod of my wedge who has awful mods at the moment. Um, but at R three, you can you can get his offense built up to start stat sharing and his leadership ability. For those that don't remember, is Rebel allies have thirty percent offense and recover fifteen percent of their max health and ten percent of their turn meter on a critical hit. And they recover 25% of max health whenever they defeat an enemy. 
So this is going to be an offense team where they're recovering health. Um, but more importantly, Chupio is going to assist. He's going to get a critical hit, and he's going to feed himself a turn meter on every assist. So I think it could be a fun thing, especially with Wedge applying uh, defense down as well. Uh, it, it could be pretty good. Um what I want to see, I, I want to figure out a good Mothma team that doesn't involve Cassian and K2. Um, I just don't, I want to use her somehow. I don't know what to do. People are, I, what I need to do is read her kit really well again <laughs> and see and try to imagine her as a non-lead character. I feel yeah. like maybe, maybe that's the avenue I need to actually explore a little bit. Yeah, well, that's, um, I 100% am going to try in this first week, CLS, Mon Mothma, and Kara as a team. I don't know who I'm going to use them against right now, but Kara is going to be taunted. Every time Kara uh, counterattacks under the lead, uh, she is going to taunt because she taunts on her basic. She, we have the revive with Mon Mothma who can't be targeted, so that revive is going to be active. She's going to get the revive with her potency up. Um, I really think CLS, Mon Mothma, and Karagoon are going to be able to do some things. That is, if I don't need CLS to counter something else. So we'll see. But I think that's going to be an offense team that's going to be able to take out... Um, they're going to be able to take out some strong teams just because of how that team is developed. Yeah. Could, could be, I, uh, I don't know. My I'm, I'm bitterly resentfully not looking at that team at all because my care is only <laughs> gear 10 or maybe 11. So fair, fair. So yeah, I'm, I'm angry about it. I also like it because with the counterattack that CLS has, if people are doing AOEs, um, Mon Mothma on her basic recovers health and protection, which is obviously always fantastic for Grand Arena attacks of health recovery and protection recovery. And uh, I do want to acknowledge and say, I, I know you acknowledged it in chat, but thank you to Desi and to good old Maurice for the cheers guys. We truly do appreciate it. Um, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. Thank uh, you so much. But yeah, so I, I honestly think that Mon Mothma can be used with CLS. That's why I broke off Stormtrooper Han with uh, Han and Chewie. Maybe I end up using Kira with Han and Chewie. Maybe it's Stormtrooper Han. I don't know, but either way, I think I can split CLS Han and Chewie. Yeah, I mean that's that's the dream at least, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man, uh, for those of you listening, thank you. We just hit a hype train. Um, thank you wow. so much, Go Cubs. Uh, really appreciate <laughs> the gift subs. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and I'm I'm one of the guys who got the gift sub. <laughs> uh, but also Calvin Awesome, so that's fantastic. Since he was just on the podcast last week, so. Truly awesome. appreciated. <laughs> yeah, gosh, I'm gonna have to let me write down the time here so I can edit this out of the main podcast. 
anyways, we should, we can actually get started again, guys. Thank you all for the yes, for that you. hype train. That was that was a lot of fun. Um, even though it's still going, but um, <laughs> you know, we've got a this this pod won't cast itself. So. <laughs> Podcast won't cast itself. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. So let's get to the next question. And actually, it's about Grumpface Luke, so this should be fun. How okay. should Grumpface be modded? And does it depend on the team comp? And what's the best team for him in Grand Arena and Arena? Um, and you and I both just recently remodded him, so why don't you talk about how to mod him? Yeah, so I, I think... I think there's a lot to be said. I'm kind of sad about it, but at the, at the same time, he's not the top meta character anyways, so it's okay. Um, I think I think he wants a lot of speed, and I think he wants a lot of protection. Uh, if you want him to be the lead, and even if you don't want him to be the lead, he's still like if you if he's faster than the other uh, than the other team, like he does his AOE ability block, and that is just so powerful. So. You also want to put some potency on him if you can. If he's the leader, then you you uh, like people keep calling him to assist, uh, and he does. You know, it, it's been greatly remarked upon, and um, you know, so we don't need to belabor the point. But like, you know, when when Hermit Yoda can do like sixty k damage, uh, you know, on a by calling Luke to assist and and also because once you get your ultimate and he's the lead like the only way you can get his ultimate to actually work is by doing the assist thing um I don't know it's yeah so so that that base protection is really important because that that's the damage that he does uh, on the assist and then speed being able to get the ability block off first and I guess I should also say um beyond beyond that uh, you have you have the AOE ability block, but then it also gives all other Jedi on the team another fifteen percent turn meter, and so it lets your whole team go first. Um, so that's you know protection at, uh, protection primaries with speed set and potency set is my ideal uh, with with really fast mods if you can spare them. What about yeah. you, Solo? Uh, unfortunately, I agree with you. Um, at least for this 3v3 season. <laughs> I So I unlocked Grandmaster Luke, and I loved running him with an offense set and then just all protection primaries. I even had the protection arrow. I could beat anything in front of me in arena. Uh, I, I just loved how that team was set up. But... If I want to use Grandmaster Luke to counter a Ray that I see on defense in 3v3, kind of the trick is Grandmaster Luke goes first, you throw down the ability block, and you block her from giving out lifeblood, and life gets a lot easier for you. So I think at least for 3v3, we have to keep it that way. I will say, once I switch to a speed set on him, I am able to use him as leader in arena a lot, a lot easier. I I was running the JKR uh, Jedi Knight Luke gas grandmaster or Jedi master Luke lead. And that, you know, that team autos every Supreme leader Kylo in front of it, which is fantastic. It beats Rays, but the Jedi master Luke lead is so much more fun to run 
in arena, especially if you go before the Ray. I mean, I was taking out the Ray Titan support Jedi. So those three characters I was taking out in 30 seconds with the Jedi Master Luke lead. <laughs> and then, you know, of course, Ray would go into her ultimate and the fights the last minute and a half because it takes forever for her to come out of her ultimate with how fast the Luke team is. But the speed set does let me do that. So I guess I can't complain too much. Yeah, uh, he's a really fun character to use. Um, I've only gotten his ultimate off twice and that was because i was trying really hard and by the time i got it it was already a foregone conclusion that i would win with or without so um, i'm a little disappointed with that like he'll probably be a lot more fun in the light side territory battles if we can actually get the ultimate off in a you know at an earlier point in time but i see i don't get that i've you know every arena battle i do with him is the lead I get his ultimate off within a minute. Like, it's, I mean, you just keep calling everybody to assist that you haven't called before, and I get his ultimate really quickly. It's usually Ray goes into her ultimate, and then I get my ultimate on the next turn. Um, so my Je- Ray comes out of the ultimate, and my Jedi are hitting with 30% extra offense against the Ray team. So I don't, I don't know. I've also gone up on my all chart where I don't have Jedi master Luke. I've gone up against uh Bastila, or not Bastila teams. Um, Jedi master Luke lead teams where I have very quickly run into his ultimate and it changed the face of the uh, battle. So I, I don't know. And Klesso and I both agree on this. In fact, I was watching the Kyber Council yesterday, and they were all saying, don't apply the ultimate, don't apply the ultimate. And Klesso was like, guys, do you understand how fun this ultimate is once you use it? <laughs> so Klesso and I fun. are on an island. Klesso... <laughs> so, yeah. It's um, fun you guys are on an island. It, it, it's a fun island because we get to play with the Jedi Luke ultimate and nobody else does, but... I'd, I'd get on an island. I don't know. That sounds fun. I'm sure I'll join you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Reluctantly. Quick side diatribe. Here's why I don't, and I tried bringing this up in another chat we we're in. Um, if he were to have a Zeta that said that he gave all Jedi 30% offense, everybody would apply that Zeta. If he were to have a second Zeta that said, that he gave every Jedi an additional 100% mastery, everybody would apply that Zeta. And then if he had yet another Zeta that said uh, Jedi could target around taunts and they could target anyone they would want, people would apply that Zeta in like a heartbeat. But you put it all into an ultimate and people say, uh, no, don't do, don't apply that Zeta, which is... Or don't apply that ultimate. Uh, and yes, I know end all. Uh, what if the Zeta would only be applied after the game is decided? There are plenty of fights that I've had in Arena where the fight wasn't decided yet. So I think everybody that doesn't have the Zeta says, oh, but the the fight's already decided. And I've, 
I've been in situations in the arena where the fight has not been decided yet because that Ray team, you know, I wasn't able to take him out fast enough and Hoda's got masters training on two people and Ray is in her ultimate and I can't do any damage to them. And their, their Jedi Luke is just ramping up his protection and his offense. And then I get my ultimate and my gas hits their Jedi master Luke for 150 K and then the, then the match is decided. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's as exaggerated as everybody else is saying. Yeah, I I guess I just don't. It it could be fun. I applied it just because I I don't know. I was like I I worked hard to get it kind of. Um, <laughs> yeah. I may as well just finish it off. But I'm not. I don't really care about it. Like yes, it can be fun. I guess I just eventually. I think eventually they're going to have to change something about it. Uh, you know. Despite you saying, despite you saying that it, it's fun and that you can get it right away, um, my experience has been a little different, and I think that the majority of the people who have him have had a different experience as well. So, mm. um, like I said, Klesso and I are on an island, and I'm okay with that. I like the ultimate. I also like. I hate the Supreme Leader Kylo and Ray ultimates. I hate them with a passion. Um, I just don't like those ultimates. So I'm very happy that the next set of Galactic Legends weren't, you can't damage this character for a minute of your arena. I There's nothing that pisses me off about the old GLs more than, oh, Kylo can't be damaged for two turns and he's 30% slower or, oh, Ray can't be damaged and you're going to get two turns before she gets one turn, like, Oh boy, this is the GK Zeris meta all over again. Uh, like, I I agree. I don't I don't like those. I also I don't like that. I don't like the how irrelevant it feels. Frankly, like every time I fought someone with with, with now that I have the ultimate, like in three v three especially, there's no way I'm gonna get that ultimate off with Luke, like with Grumface that. You know, at least at least with the others, you you could get it. You know, every every all the Galactic Legends are slowed down a little bit with their ultimates um, in three v three, except for arguably Sith Eternal Emperor. But I just like he's good enough without. And when he does finally get it, usually the battle has been decided. And let, I mean, if you're on offense, I mean, I just haven't been in a situation where I'm like. I could really use the ultimate right now. I hope it, I hope it comes in. It's like, wow, I just really dominated this or, well, I'm about to get my ass handed to me. I guess, you know, like, uh, like I got it handed to me before I could even use the ultimate. It just, it just seems, seems difficult. And here's the other piece of it. I don't like that the ultimate, so whether or not I'm doing something wrong on offense uh, to, to not get it fast I can't like the ultimate provides zero benefit on defense whatsoever. Like it, it has zero impact on defense. I don't think that's, that's one thing I will fight because I have tried to fight Jedi master Luke teams with, with non Darth Revan teams. 
And that ultimate has kicked my ass with a CLS team. And it's also kicked my ass with a Jedi Knight Revan, Jedi Knight Luke team. Um, so I have seen the negative effects of that ultimate. And in fact, uh, Jedi Master Luke, I went up against today that it was a faster Luke got his ultimate off on me when I still had four standing. And it was not, I got the win, but it was not, it was not a pretty win. Because, I, I mean, they did fix the AI. When the AI first came out, uh, it was um, it, it was an issue. But they did fix the AI with the update. Uh, well, right now my impression is not that favorable toward it. But I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. And I'm open to the possibility of it actually being good, even as it currently is. I just haven't yes. had that experience yet. That's fair. Um all right, so let's move on because we did sp spend a lot of time talking about Grump Face. Um, we did. All right, so let's. This question is about matchmaking in GAC. How would you ideally do matchmaking in GAC? Is the top eighty or seventy or whatever division you're in is that good enough, or should they do something different? Uh, you know, I was good when they just did straight up GP. Um, and then I was actually pleasantly surprised when they started doing the uh, matchup GP, uh, you know, the top 80, the top 65, whatever it is. I know that ships is actually included in the, in the formula though, um, though the matchup bots don't actually take it into consideration. <laughs> uh, I'm good with how it is, frankly, like you can kind of game it a little bit, but every system you can game, I, you know, straight GP was nice just because it's just a totally even playing field. Like every single time you upgrade something, you're going to potentially, you know, up your increases of, or, you know, increase your chances, I should say, of, of getting matched up with something, someone better. And so, you know, it, that really does favor the streamlined roster, but I don't know. I, I'm good with how it is. I don't, I don't have issues. You know, as a total tangential thing, like I, what I would really want is some kind of way to, um, I, I would want some kind of a system where we could actually, like, I'd, I'd like like a tournament style thing, uh, you know, yeah. like they just stashed everyone with the same ish, you know, they'd have to use the same ish metrics, like, but I think it would be super cool to get stashed in a in a group with you know sixty four uh, guys and, you know best man stand you know left standing like as long as you keep winning you have the chance to win the whole thing like you know i, I would like something bigger like that where you actually have it's it's more of a tournament it's like oh dude like okay so my first week is easy but eventually you know if we continue the, along this path like it's going to be like me and solo base 15 and Kleso and gom all in the same group you know, yeah. like eventually we're going to see that, uh, you know, if, if everyone keeps winning, we can see these crazy matchups. I'd like a tournament style. So, it, you know, that's, that's the change I would want, or at least a format that I would want. What, what about you, Solo? I, I think the matchmaking is honestly much better than a lot of people give it credit for. Uh, when it was just straight GP back in the pre- GAC days and it was just GA 
I think I was on like a 110 win, uh, match winning streak just because if you had level 85 fluff, <laughs> um, if you just had that like level 85 fluff because everybody was pushing hard to get those stars in TB and your bottom of the barrel characters were all brought up to level 85, I was going to slaughter you. And that's who I was getting matched up against. Like half my matchups were people that just fluffed the bottom end of their roster. So I'm glad CG did something because for me, it wasn't that fun, quite frankly, because it wasn't a challenge for them. It's not that fun because the second they open up the matchup, it's like, Oh, all right, I'm going to lose. I'm not even going to try. Um, So I'm glad that they made this change. There's never going to be a matchmaking system that's perfect. Like there's just nothing that they can do that will make everybody happy. Right. Um, so this one feels mostly right to me. Like if you, I can look up, look at the matchups right now and say, okay, this is why we're matched up. Sometimes it's because they have more Zetas. I have more G13 and it makes sense. Um, I just, so I'm fine with the matchmaking. As to the tournament, I would love if it was like, like we we kind of have pool play right now where every week you get assigned a pod. I would love if, if you win the pod, you then go into a pool of all 3-0 people. Like you went 3-0, so the next week you face all 3-0 people. And then if you win that one, you go up against into a pool of more three and O people and you kind of work your way up over the four weeks. And then if you went two and one, you drop into a pool of two and one people. Like I would think that that would be uh, fantastic. I, Cause you, you really can't do, I guess you could do brackets, but they're just going to kind of be random brackets. So at least this way, you're not stuck with 64 people in the beginning. Cause if you get stuck with 64 people, you know, NCAA tournament style wise, you're stuck with those 64 people. If those people suck, you're going to win easy. If those people are good, you're going to, you know, have to fight through them. But if you, if the pool changes every time with another eight people that have a similar record than you, I think that that would be a legitimate challenge. It would kill my GA center rankings. Um, (laughs) But I think that would be a really fun way to approach it. I, I thought that that's how it was going to be the first time anyways, when they were saying, you know, the, the way they were talking about it, I thought that if you, if you win, the next bracket's going to be harder, like way harder right. instead of like the first three weeks are basically the same pool of candidates. And then the last week is harder because the people who don't care have been just, or the people who really suck at it uh, just kind of have been shoved aside and, I don't know. I, I would, I would welcome any kind of format change that was a little more tournament. Like, um, like it, then you could start really like people would really start, you know, getting excited about these things. I feel like, like, Oh man, who's going to win this, you know, the, this bracket with all these like really great players. I, you know, I just want bigger, I want bigger groups. Like right. that, that's what I would, I would love that. If, if we could have, so right now we have eight, uh, for, so three matches. So what it would be, um, I mean, 64 would be, 
best of what six best of I don't, I don't remember like i i would love i would love bigger groups though that that would be a lot of fun because then people would start paying attention to them uh, you know i'd also really like to be able to have exhibition gac matches but anyways well, we're kind yeah. of getting in the weeds here but we are we are um and so <laughs> more always good to see you thank you for the raid it is much appreciated sir and that is all Zareth. that is all Zareth. I had nothing to do with it. Um, <laughs> but, all right, so next question is, there's a lot of hate for 3v3, but I'm also sure it has its fair share of love. I have seen people that love it. Uh, do you think CG should offer an option similar to being able to choose which TV you do, where you can select whether you want to play 3v3 or 5v5 Grand Arena? I don't like that actually. I don't like being able to having to be able to pick because I don't know. I I want everyone to be in the same boat. Frankly, uh, I don't want, especially. I I don't know. I just. I guess on some levels it would be nice to be able to choose for the people who like three v three to be able to do just three v three, and you know, and the people who like five v five can just do that. I just. I tend to think that in the game, I, I like the community all being together in whatever experience it is. Uh, it, it like, maybe maybe that's maybe that's too extreme. I'm not sure. I just my gut reaction is I don't like the idea of us being able to pick and choose. Um, it you know it, it, it's harder to get change to happen as well like if if everyone has their different experiences and you know like half the people are playing 3v3 and half the people are paying playing 5v5 if there's a huge problem with the balancing on one of them it, you know you're only going to have half the player base potentially paying attention to that and you know I, what what problems could there be I, I don't know but my gut reaction is i don't like the ability uh, the idea of being able to choose but i, I could be persuaded otherwise probably yeah, I just think that realistically, it wouldn't work. I think most people would go 5v5, and you just probably wouldn't get a big enough player pool for 3v3. Like, people would do it, and I would probably do 3v3 the first time just because everybody else is going to do 5v5 and have an easy route um, <laughs> up to the top in 3v3. But I, I just think if you give an option, nobody's going to do it. Um, so I, I do like the, uh, the idea of the option. I just think that it's not practicality. It, it's not going to happen. Oh well, yeah. I, I think, I think they have to put some kind of a thing in to, you know, shift the game to the, to the, the other mode. Right. Um, my guess is that, yeah, I would, it would be a huge, huge deal for them to be able to split it anyways, but yeah i don't know i'd be open to maybe trying it uh yeah i I would be open to i just don't think it would (laughs) happen uh all right so last podcast question i actually got through those fairly decently uh say and this is a fun one i i like this one which is why i saved it for last uh let's say hypothetically you can only use the light side for either offense or defense and dark side for the other one exclusively. Which side would you choose to be offense, and which side would you choose to be defense? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Let's see. 
I think in general, oh gosh, I, I don't know. It's, it's actually there. So I'm trying to think of the top teams because it, it, it starts and ends with the top teams. Like if you can't counter the top teams with one uh, of one with the other, then you're in trouble. So I guess in that case, like I, I guess the Supreme Leader Kylo would be nice to have on offense. Uh, say the Eternal Emperor also beats Jedi Master Luke when he's on defense. So, you know, cur- currently, maybe I would rather have light side just because I have two galactic legends who, that are light side uh, on offense. I don't know. That, that's a good question. I, I would have to think about that for a while, in fact. What about you, Solo? Uh, I would probably keep light side for offense and dark side for defense. Reason being is the dark side teams all seem to like AOEs, debuffs, and um, they're good banner stealers. I mean, think about like EP Vader. Yeah, you might be able to beat it, but they're going to steal some banners. Supreme Leader Kylo with those AOEs, he's going to steal some banners. Um you know, so Night Sisters, if Talzin gets off her AOE before you kill her, she's going to steal some banners. So I think Grievous, same thing. I, I think uh, the dark side is going to uh, steal a lot more banners. And so while when you, you initially think of it, you know, light side sounds like they're defensive teams because of all the health and protection. And there's a lot of regen on light side teams. And everybody says Ray is a defensive team and, you know, Jedi Master Luke with Bastila is a pain in the ass defense team. I think on offense, they're going to regen health and protection and get you a bunch of banners back. So I think for me, it's going to be light side for offense and dark side for defense. Yeah, I'd have to map it out and see which which defensive teams. Because, like, like, Darth Vader is okay on defense sometimes, but... In reality, he just gets shot off the board so easy. Like he's he's a great offense uh, character and, and an uninspired defensive character. So, you know, there there are certain teams that it would just be wasted. But I'm sure that that's the case for a lot of different teams. Right. 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 So. All right. So that was a fun way to end our podcast questions, and we have no alts. Well, we have the alts to talk about. We have no <laughs> we have no Grand Arena to talk about on the alts. So that actually brings us close to the end tonight of what are we doing to prepare for Grand Arena this week? And I will let you go first because you did just put out two videos um, on modding and just in general for 3v3. So... What have you done for uh, 3v3 Grand Arena? And since you put out the videos, I'll, I'll expand it a little bit. For those people that are still getting ready for 3v3, what what should they do to prepare for Grand Arena 3v3? Dear Lord. Um, so watch watch my videos. No. <laughs> um, I, I mean, and the thing is, I, I released the mod video thing. Like, I... I th- I didn't I didn't do it in terms of like three v three. I think I mean sure. a lot of the same principles stay uh, stay there. But for what I've done, I've 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 remodded all three of my uh, all three of my Galactic Legends. So I have 
Uh, I have an offense heavy Ray now uh, because she's more impactful. Uh, her ultimate is way more impactful against three characters than just one because it's it's you know they it distributes the damage that she does among all the remaining op opponent characters. And so if there's three characters there that um, that she's hitting like. It, they're going to divide it by three as opposed to like having five or potentially six if there's the brute alpha there like you know her damage is going to be so much more dispersed in 5v5 in 3v3 that ultimate's going to be way harder hitting on all three of the remaining characters and so if you put offense up on her or if you put offense sets on her it's going to actually do even more plus she gets her uh, damage immunity a little bit faster so that she can that'll help guarantee that she gets her ultimate off. So, um, and that was a, that was an end all suggestion, by the way, that's, that's not mine um, necessarily, but though it makes, it makes good logical sense. And then I made Jedi Master Luke fast, though that's not necessarily a 3v3 thing. Um, that, that'll help in 3v3 though. And then so Supreme Leader Kylo, I did have super fast. I put offense back on him because I want him to be able to actually kill things. Um, <laughs> So for my Galactic Legends, let's see. Oh, I did get Shock T. I, I think in general, it's wise to have a fast Shock T. Mine is at like 100 or at 338 speed right now. Uh, probably try to get it a little higher before lock tonight. Uh, I have a couple 6E mods I could uh, upgrade. So yeah, uh, just general, general stuff in terms of like roster development. Like almost nothing other than just like Royal Guard up to gear 10 and random crap like that. <laughs> what, what about you, Solo? Uh, I, well, when it comes to applying gear, I am 100% in the Sith Eternal Emperor uh, farm mode. And so uh, I have, I got Tarkin to gear 13, which actually I got Tarkin to gear 13 fairly early for Grand Arena because I might end up using his cap ship. So getting him to G13 sounded like the thing to do. Other than that, I got, you know, Royal Guard up a couple levels. I got Maul up a couple levels. I now have a gear 12 Krennic Insidious. Like nothing, nothing that gets me excited for this Grand Arena. But the other thing I did, I keep a lot of mods on my bench, like in the plus 15 range, just so that I have mods available for when the next character comes. 3v3 is a lot less synergy dependent and a lot more base stats, or uh, that might not be the right way to put it, but it's a lot more about your individual characters rather than the team synergy. So I went in and I sped up probably about 20 characters just to get them extra stats. Uh, I also sped up my shock T. I did not speed her up to 330 something. I'm not going to speed her up to 330 something, but she's around 320. And that's where she's going to stay until I can 60 a couple more of her mods. Um, I mentioned it earlier. I did speed up my Jedi Master Luke, even though I really honestly didn't want to um so i did that other than that uh really not too much not too much yeah we're both just living that uh sith eternal emperor grind right now we are we are um 
it was fun to look at the bot, you know, the comparison bot or hot bot after I applied all of those <laughs> new mods. Um, it, it didn't update that day, but it, I did cross the 600 barrier for the 10 plus mods and the 250 barrier for the 15 plus mods now that I actually applied some of them. <laughs> nice. So. No, I mean, that, that, that means you have a pretty good mod collection for sure. Um, yeah. I'm a little behind that, but I'm okay with it. My, I have so many mods just in reserve. Right. That's, that's what I was doing. Even now, I applied a bunch, but I still have so many that are just kind of like, ah, should I go through and apply yeah. these? <laughs> um. Agreed. <laughs> I know. I, I'm like... I. I have a, you know, you get a plus 17, um, like potency set cross with tenacity on it. You're like, <laughs> do, you, do I really have to go and find a home for this random crap? Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Plus 17 ain't what it used to be. So I, I don't know. It, good problem to have. I, my modding is, my modding is generally fine. Um, yeah. One day, one day I'm going to go through and uh, upgrade all my plus 19s to plus 20 just so my stats look really good. But, oh man, I did that in my alt when I first took it over. <laughs> I grew by like nice. seven or eight uh, plus 20s in the span of a couple weeks because I just, was like, oh, you're a plus 19, you're now plus 20, you're a plus 19, you're now 6E, there we go. Um, because that account needed needed mods and needed plus 20 mods badly it, it still does uh, that's fair I, i'm gonna man it's gonna be really interesting i i think that this 3v3 season so i'll just say this uh we haven't talked too much it, really honestly we haven't talked much about 3v3 at all because on a, a you know a couple of days ago we had our our bonus episode which was mostly 3v3 but um it's kind of a high stakes 3v3 for me, just because, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, I've said it enough times, probably a lot of you do, but, um, you know, for GA Center, when GA Center started, um, I, I've had in 5v5, I've gone 11 and 1 three different times. Um, you know, we've had four seasons so far since GA Center started, uh, well, only one of which was 3v3. The other ones I was, I went 11 and one in, um, at, in 5v5. And then in the one 3v3 uh, season that I had, I went eight and four, which is my worst record by a, a huge margin. Um, and so I've had more losses in 3v3, even though it was only one season, than I've had in three combined 5v5 seasons. And I need to actually do better than that. That, that needs to change like immediately. So it's kind of, I'm like kind of looking forward to it because I'm actually paying a lot of attention to it. I don't know that that's going to change my record, but hey, you know. <laughs> it, it's more high stakes it's gonna make it's gonna make things more interesting for me i it, it should it'll it will be interesting to watch um i don't hope for you to lose but i'm just saying if you lose one more than me then we're tied so just you know <laughs> throwing that one out there um why do you think i'm paying so much attention solo <laughs> <laughs> uh 
But 3v3, for as much as I hate 3v3 with a passion, it's what kicked off my kind of GA center streak, I guess you could call it, for lack of a better word. Um, Because I think I started that first one at like 11 and 1. (laughs) And then the second one, I went 10 and 2. Like, I just, I couldn't, I, I just kept going. And so I'm hoping... I'm hoping that happens this time. Now that there's a third Galactic Legend involved, we will, well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the Galactic Legends are going to mess with everything. It's like, it's like my buddy Eabatoire has, uh, like, he has all four Galactic Legends with all of his Zetas, or with all their Zetas and their Relic 7 and everything. Um, and he's significantly lower uh, matchup GP than I am. Yeah. So we could easily be matched with people with four Galactic Legends. That, that is entirely possible. We, yes, I fully expect at least some of it matchmaking at the end of last grand arena was interesting i I honestly expected to go against more people that had uh three galactic legends and i didn't get matched up against them so it's going to be interesting to see what the pods look like in 3v3 this time we also have the thing of 3v3 just by definition gets less participation in the community um I mean, every time somebody says that they got the Trapped in Carbonite title, other than me laughing at them, uh, it's usually in 3v3. So it's real. I'm really interested to see participation level this time in 3v3 if it's still being boycotted as much as it was last time. Yeah, it, it will be interesting. I mean, that's... That's what's going to happen to some degree, I'm sure. Um, you know, people in the chat, uh, you know, Go Cubs is saying like, he, he likes the, and this is the argument that a lot of people give. This is the argument that I gave for 3v3 in, in favor of it, of like, I like the theory crafting of all the different teams and all the interactions. I know that you get annoyed by all the the asinine BS comps, the, you know, the timeout stuff. I'd have never minded that. I just like... I just like having these uh, these different comps uh, that we can figure out and kind of just theorycraft. My biggest complaint, though, is Galactic Legends just kind of stop the theorycrafting cold. Like, it's like, hey, I I came up with this really cool team that involved like Paplu and some other random crap. Like, but but it can't do anything if you can't beat the Galactic Legends. Yeah, you know. To me, it, it's like people are saying, like, say, the Eternal Emperor, if you don't have uh, a galactic legend to beat him, what does beat him? I'm sure there's something, maybe, like Vader might yeah. be able to or something. But that that's, that's my argument against 3v3 currently. I wish that they could just push a button and say all galactic legends don't count for matchup <laughs> GP. And, you know, we can do like my round 11 opponent in season, in the last season. Yeah, I, um, well, that's always been my biggest complaint about 3v3 is I like the idea of the theory crafting. I mean, I still love my OG Lando 
Young Han uh, Vandor team. I still love that team, even though I haven't used it in God knows how many 3v3s. I think it was not this past March, the March before that, since it was the last time I used it. Um, but the problem is it the games just the characters just aren't balanced for 3v3. Like there's they're balanced for 5v5. The game isn't balanced for 3v3. So you get these super teams every round. It's and it's a different super team because they only release 3v3 when some new characters have been released. Um and they give you nowhere to practice, which is why we get the super teams, because Usually they get figured out by week three or four, but those first two weeks, it's like, oh, well, I just ran into, you know, Sith Eternal Emperor, Darth Revan, and Sith Empire Trooper. I'm done. Have a good one, guys. I, I can't clear half the board. And that's, uh, that's just so frustrating. Like, it, it's just not a good game mode when something like that happens. Yeah. We'll just see how it goes. Um now that I have three Galactic Legends instead of just one, my outlook is a little brighter. But <laughs> Yeah, I, we'll see. And, I mean, it might just mean that I never put a Galactic Legend on defense. That way I can counter all of theirs on offense and get the full clear. Because to me, I'd rather clear. I'd rather win. But I'd rather clear while winning. Like, there's nothing more frustrating yeah. than... I just won because I was more efficient on the seven battles I did, and there's still four battles left on the board that I couldn't do. Like, ugh. no, you're right. You're right. I want I want it to be exciting and fun and engaging. Um, yeah, we'll see. I'm hoping three v three will be good, but if it isn't, then then it isn't. I don't know. I <laughs> I like in general. Here's here's the thing, too. Like I like Grand Arena to the point that even though it's 3v3 and I find it a little distasteful currently, I still really do enjoy Grand Arena. I, oh, I just do. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, I'm I just still like very it. excited. <laughs> so, like, it's going to be fun. It's just going to be... It, it's just so inferior currently to 5v5 that I would rather just always do 5v5 with, like... We could do a 3v3 every six months and I would probably be okay with it. But currently, if I, like... 5v5 is dramatically better in it's in my opinion so oh absolutely you know. anyways we we could probably just take off solo what do you think yeah i think so i think let me pimp friday night again one more time uh gac fight night obviously this week we have clash if he wakes up from his nap and if i wake up from my nap um <laughs> And then uh, it should be a fantastic fight. Cause like we said at the start, Clash knows his theory crafting and we'll probably bug him about Queel and IG-11 and his ideas on them while we're doing the fights. We probably will. So come join us. It is on this Gambit podcast Twitch page. That's where it will be going. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, follow us. Follow our Gambit podcast Twitch page. It is just Gambit Podcast is the name. Um, we both also have individual accounts that will be running our Grand Arenas on uh, Wednesdays and Sundays. That mine is Solo Base 15. Zareth had to fight with somebody that also had the name Zareth. So his is Zareth underscore prevails. That's X A E R E T H underscore 
prevails, P-R-E-V-A-I-L-S. Uh, we both have YouTube pages. Mine is just SoloBase15. Zareth is just Zareth on YouTube. You can find him much easier that way. Um, and then we have, this is probably the most important part for 3v3, is a Google Doc counter sheet. I will actually make sure to update it for 3v3. <laughs> Fall behind on 5v5, but for 3v3, every battle we do this round is going to be put on that Google document. And what it is, is we're going to tell you the three, the entire team that we faced. We're going to tell you the entire team that we used to fight them. And then most importantly, uh, there is going to be a timestamped link right next to them that is going to bring you to the video of the actual fight. So you can see how the counter works and that's so useful in 3v3 because nobody knows how a team is going to act. So please do use that. You can find the link to the counter document. It's going to be in the description below, uh, whether you are on Twitch, you're on one of our YouTube videos, or you're listening to the podcast, it will be in the description below. Finally, um, we have our Discord channel, which has been blowing up since your videos. So uh, it is now, it is one of the biggest Grand Arena Discord channels in the game, which is fantastic. Uh, and it is a very active Discord channel as well, especially in Grand Arena time. A lot of people, if you have questions, you haven't faced a team, you want to know how to face a team, we uh, were there on Discord. And there are a lot of people there that are very smart and very good uh, that can help you uh, with whatever, whatever you're facing. Or if you have questions about defense, if you have questions about offense, if we even have a territory battle section that if you have questions about your territory battles, come join our discord. The link is down below, no matter how you're listening with that said, I think we've pimped all of our stuff, Zareth. Um, anything else you want to add before we, Get out of this place. Um, don't be dicks, guys. Have a good week. See, <laughs> see you on the hollow tables. <laughs> oh, good lord! <laughs> we're we're adding stuff now. Um, all right, guys. Remember, evil sucks. We really do appreciate you joining us for this, and um, <laughs> and I beat Zareth in the chat. Uh, uh. All right. On that note, guys, have a good week. We will see you. We'll see you on Friday. Didn't let me delete your message. <laughs> Mad about that. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night.